Hey, I'm Janelle. And I'm Amber. Collectively, we are Brown Girl Alchemy. A mother-daughter unit using our personal journey and growth within our Blackness, womanhood, and lives in general to motivate, activate, revolutionize, inspire, uplift, and heal. We hope to navigate through the seasons with you as we alchemize authentically into the best versions of ourselves. We are our sister's keepers, and this is Brown Girl Alchemizing. What's up, brown girls? Hey, beautiful brown girls. It's been a while. It's been a hot little minute. We've been gone this summer. Yeah, and I'd love to say that, you know, we, we've been vacationing somewhere exotic on a yacht, but we've actually been experiencing some loss, some trauma, some pain, and we've been trying to navigate through this and we dedicated a little time to healing, right? Yeah, and I think that this episode, being our 10th episode, is pretty important because even though we've experienced this personally, that's just overall the energy that's been going on in the universe. It doesn't seem to be too foreign to anyone else. Everyone seems to experience, be experiencing some sort of transition in their life. Yeah, and transition is change and change is extremely difficult especially for people who are of fixed signs but not just that i think most people have a problem or have um some difficulty with change yeah because we love i mean as humans we love to be in the driver's seat of our lives but the reality is that sometimes we aren't so i think all of us are just navigating how to deal with loss whether that's losing someone physically Physically. or just losing someone as a result or losing someone or something or just letting go as a release. And that's pretty much been the theme um, of July's blood moon as well. Right. Just releasing a lot of traumas being um, being released. Right. So for the 10th episode, we wanted to bring it back to the circle of life which is about losses and gains. Losses and gains. So, what's going on in the Lunarverse? You tell me, Amber. There's so much. Okay, so first of all, on Saturday, August 11th, we have the new moon eclipse in Leo. Leo is the ultimate sign of expression, and Leos kind of do the most. (laughs) And we've literally, like I said, we've been cleansed and baptized in this eclipse energy since this will be the third and final eclipse of the summer. Now, yesterday, August 8th, we had the Lionsgate portal that opened up. This occurs every year on the eighth day of the eighth month as we're in the year of 2018. Now, this happens when the sun, the earth, and the the stars, Sirius, are in alignment. And this was something that was pretty much discovered by the ancient Egyptians. Mm -hmm. They would see the way that the stars were aligned, and some of them built pyramids based on that. Giza. Listen, you know how I feel about Egyptology. Deep connections. Absolutely. (laughs) So what's interesting is that this this energetic transmission makes the veil between the visible and the invisible realm thinner. It's very, very thin. Okay. Which so, makes sense. Yeah. We've been experiencing something. A lot that of are... spiritual activity. Yes. A lot, a lot of spiritual activity. 
Um, the ancients referred to Sirius as Sirius as our spiritual sun. So what it does is it's transmitting divine light and truth into the sun and then back into the earth. And don't we all need a little, not a little, don't we all need a lot of divine light and divine truth? We sure do. And if we don't want it, we have no choice. It's yeah, coming. Absolutely. It's an energetic potion that allows us to experience and feel things beaming from higher realms. Like we said, dream work, spiritual awakenings, psychic downloads are pretty, pretty common because of this. Now, with this new moon in Leo, your heart chakra or heart chakra work is extremely, extremely important. Being honest about with yourself about where you've been, where you're going, and most importantly, where your heart is guiding you. Mm. So like I said, the last full moon we experienced was the blood moon. That was, I think, July 26th, 27th, around then. That was when we were forced to release traumas, pains, experiences, people, habits. I'm sure a lot of us have been in a lot of conflicts as well, tips with different people. We have Mars in retrograde as well. That those basically were releasing these things that weren't doing us justice based on the path that we've been walking in. But this summer particularly, we've been in this process of purging and the energy is just forcing us to level up and taking us out of our comfort zone. Right. You, have you noticed that um, purging is not necessarily a choice because there are things coming to the surface that you might want to keep deep, deep buried. Yeah. But they're, they're coming up and you're being forced. Yes. Literally being forced. Yes. To acknowledge them, accept them, deal with them and release them we don't have a choice in it we don't and i think literally what you were just saying i believe the blood moon that i'm referring to happened in the the sign of scorpio mm. scorpio is all about the subconscious and yes. revealing truth absolutely oh, we know that i want <laughs> to reveal the truth but the energy around us is just serving as this guide to teach us more about our lives especially what we need to get rid of what should we alchemize? What feelings are we transmuting or should transmute? Especially, especially, especially with, I can't remember if it's either five or six. I think it's six planets in retrograde right now. Yeah, I don't know if it's just me, but this retrogrades, these retrogrades are being extremely harsh with me. I'm feeling opposition and obstacles coming from every direction and it's almost a little terrifying yeah so i'm having to calm myself and just i'm finding that this is the time where i need to just be able to be with myself and meditate to to gain some to gain some insight on what's going on yeah. because i'm literally like wait I don't even know which way to turn. Right. As soon as I feel like I've found a resolution for one thing, something here comes else something pops else. up. So um, I guess what I'm saying is I'm feeling this way, and I hope that there's other people out there that are sharing this energy. So you know that we're all going through this together, and this this too shall pass. This is really like a period for us to tread lightly about especially now like i said right now the most prominent ones that people have been talking about are mars and mercury in retrograde mercury being the planet that rules travel 
communication devices, our cars, our cell phones. I was without a cell phone for basically the whole month of July. Be careful about how you communicate to other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's really the key. And Mars is what? The ruler of war. Yeah, it's the planet of aggression and our animalistic instincts. When someone pops off at us or someone comes at us or says something, it's about our initial reaction, our initial response that we give them. Right. So we kind of have to take a step back. Be gentle with yourself and be gentle with others. Yes. Think. Think. Don't be, didn't we just have a conversation about that? Yes. Amber is quick to pop off and I had to let her know, like, just slow down a minute. And this was something that I had to learn as well because my mouth is reckless. But now I'll take a breather. I'll take a minute to breathe, think about what the person has said and really think about my response because once you say something, those words are out there and you can't take them back. So as Amber said, just be gentle with yourself and definitely, definitely be gentle with others. Yes. So let's get into our candlelight ritual. Okay, so I know that love is associated with the color pink, but the heart chakra is actually green. So we're going to be burning this green candle to open up our heart chakra, which is so important. It allows us to heal. It allows us to receive. It's the, the communication. It allows us to be empathetic, yes. empathetic towards Passionate. others. All of those things, the heart chakra is actually your center. So that's so important. So let's light this green candle and we're going to visualize a bright light from the stars beaming into our hearts. And of course, you know your girl came through with the affirmation. Come through. We've been waiting. We've been waiting for these affirmations. I lovingly accept that there is beauty in pain. I lovingly accept that a loss is always a gain. I acknowledge my power, my resilience, and my strength as the universe forces me to accept change. I welcome this necessary journey for my soul. Do I need to, you know how I do. Rewind. (laughs) I lovingly accept that there is beauty in pain. I lovingly accept that a loss is always a gain. I acknowledge my power, my resilience, and my strength as the universe forces me to accept change. I welcome this necessary journey for my soul. And so it is. And so it is. So let's talk about beauty and pain, accepting loss as a gain. So. Okay, I'm going to really try to get through this without without crying. And I'm already starting. So, as some of you may know, but not many, because I don't really have a lot of crazy (laughs) with Instagram followers. I'm glad you find that funny, Amber. (laughs) But um, I lost my grandfather uh, approximately four weeks ago. And... My grandfather was 100 years of age. He was a good old age of 100, as the pastor said at his service. And the response that many people gave me was, wow, okay, you you had him for a long time. 
you know, he, like he, you should yeah. be good. But I had a very special bond with this, with both my grandparents. Yeah. Um, there was a connection between us that definitely surpassed this lifetime. I know that they've been with me through many lifetimes, and I know that a lot of people say that they have special relationships with their grandparents. I can't put into words what they meant to me, the bond that we had. And I lost my grandmother, how many years ago, Amber? Mm, I don't like know, maybe eight. eight years ago. Yeah. And I damn near had a nervous breakdown. And with this, it was even more difficult because it was like, I lost her again with him. Yeah. Because now there's no, there's no connection. Yeah. And they were my foundation. And I can't, I just, I don't even know how to, to explain it. But um, we had the most amazing relationship. And he was 100, but he was not the typical 100 years old. So no. it really took us by surprise because maybe something in us thought he was going to live forever, forever because he just was like that. Yeah. He was 100 going on 60, and there was no gradual no, it just, declining. Just it was at like, the end, it, would, it yeah, just It was literally, I would see him every week, and we'd have conversations and... You know, he would always tell me to close the door because he wanted to <laughs> tell on my mother. <laughs> give all the tea. Yeah, give me tea. He loved to pretend that he couldn't hear, but he um, heard everything. everything. <laughs> but the interesting thing is, like a month before he passed, I had my regular visit, and I don't know if you remember Amber, and I went upstairs with him and I was having a conversation. And I saw something in his face. Nothing was different. The conversation was exactly the same, but my spirit knew. And I remember coming downstairs hysterically crying and my mother was asking me what's yeah. wrong. And I'm like, he's tired. I just knew it. He didn't say he was tired. I connected with his spirit and I knew it. And literally three, three weeks after that visit, I get a call from my mom and I'm at work. And she's like, oh, prior to that, she's like, oh, you're, he's okay. The nurse, his vitals are fine. He could live another, you know, 10 years for all we know. So it made me feel a little bit better, but not really because yeah. I knew there's a knowing. Yeah. And yeah. I think also when you hit 100 years old, I wasn't you expect. Yeah. But because of his spirit yeah like i spent 25 years with my great grandfather there's not many people that right. can that can say that right so like um i guess 3 weeks after that visit my mom called me at work and she said that um the nurse said it could be any day and i felt this loss that rocked me to my core and I immediately left work and just went to be with him and was with him almost every day yeah. until he departed. Right. And um, I'm not sure why it took me a minute to accept it. I just didn't want 
him to be gone because I think it's a selfishness and yeah. then because I don't have that connection with my mom my grandparents were my soil and there is a piece of me that's missing and I feel it you know what I'm saying of course I do I feel it I feel a loss and there's nothing that can replace it I just feel empty yeah so that's what we've been dealing with yeah and it just it was traumatic for me it was very traumatic and um we took some time. I just said, I, I need I need a minute. I disconnected from social media. Um, the interesting thing is, right after his service, his service was on a Saturday, I left the next day. My son was in tournaments in Florida. And initially, I didn't know what was gonna happen with my grandfather, so I was like, I wasn't gonna go. And then he ended up passing. And then we were able to, you know, he worked all this out. He worked it out because he knew that I was, this was heavy on my mind. But um, we were able, I was able to, um, my mom and I were able to plan his arrangements and get everything done for that Saturday. And then I was able to leave on Sunday. And initially I was thinking, I can't do this. Like, I I can't, I can't leave right now. But it was the best thing that I could have done to just be able to disconnect and remove myself from the situation and get away and um, came back a week and a half later and, and dealt some more with my loss really dealt with it then yeah because you know then you're dealing with the reality of someone that you love you won't see again yeah and you know going to my mom's house and the room is empty and yeah. that was heartbreaking that was I think you you were able to like have um a moment to not relax but just try to get your mind off of it right but I was home so that was like I don't know I was I was dealing with it and it's interesting because like when you first pass in the middle in the back of my head I've been feeling like for the last couple of months I knew that it was coming and I knew that um it was gonna happen sooner than later but and then even when he passed and when even before he passed when we got that call that day we both went there and spent time with him and even then of course it was upsetting but I was okay I'm like okay you know my grandpa I spent 25 years with him he saw me graduate college he's been with me this whole time I'm okay and then I think at the service and just seeing that he wasn't going to be here anymore like really really um really hurt me yeah yeah because you have a pretty special connection with them as well i'm the oldest great grandchild yes the first yeah and um you spent a lot lot of of time with them i spent 17 years with my great-grandmother and 25 years with my great-grandfather and not just spent like you you know you've stayed with them yeah you know you had a quality relationship with them yeah and our family 
was about tradition right you know spending the sundays together and cooking and having sunday dinner and i think it just slowed the more that we experience loss within our family because Mm -hmm. it's happened quite a lot for the last couple of years the less um our tradition carried on yeah we're losing it yeah and i think that's probably why this is traumatic too because slowly we see this is the change yeah things are shifting the people that i'm looking when we go to sunday dinner the people that i'm used to seeing or setting the table for is like they're not there anymore yeah Yeah. and then for me it's the idea of mortality starts to sink in more and more and i've always had this this strange well maybe it's not strange because i feel like a lot of people have a fear of death but i've almost had like an obsessive fear so I'm part of my spiritual journey is to accept death as a part of life, the cycle of life, and to also understand that death is not really death. Right, which is why I think it's cool, which is why we decided to title episode 10, To Lose is to Gain, because that's actually something that the pastor said during Grandpa's eulogy. It was so uplifting. It the was. service in general we was just so it to uplifting. Be like a celebration of life. And it was. And it was. And I did this um, what would you call it? With the, the pictures, the, the montage, yeah. yeah, the photo montage, the video. And um, it was amazing because the music I chose was what do we have? We had Frankie Beverly and Maze. Yeah, do you remember which song? I think there was, was like a Smokey Robinson song. I forget. It was, it, yeah, the songs were beautiful. So we wanted to celebrate him. We didn't want to mourn him because 100 years is absolutely a celebration. And, you know, it, it's just the loss is, is us being selfish. Yeah, of course. But the other part of that is like, okay, once I accepted it, it's like, okay, now I have another ancestor. We've gained an ancestor. Yes. And it's and different. It's, yes. It's, it's different, different because it's someone that's close to you. Yes. When we talk about like ancestral veneration and like honoring our ancestors, praying to our ancestors, serving our ancestors, pouring libations out for them, it's usually just our ancestral lineage and it's not as specific or it could be that great great aunt that you might have known, mm-hmm. you know, she and passed away early. Yeah, exactly. But when you lose somebody who you're actually close to, there's a once you come to terms and you you're at peace with that this person's physical body isn't here. I wouldn't say that there's an excitement, but there's like this whiff of like peace. Yes. Knowing that you have someone in the ancestral realm and in the spiritual realm that is guiding you and looking after you. Some work. And then I was like. Oh my God, grandma and grandpa are together. This magic is about to go down. My grandparents were married for 68 years before my grandmother passed. And, you know, they were were (laughs) a force together. So I'm like, together at last, they're both going to be performing some serious magic behind the scenes for us. So it just took a minute to, to soak in. And um, we like were able anyone. to understand that that loss was, was actually a gain. Yeah. Now that's lost by 
circumstances beyond your control, but let's talk a little bit about loss by means of releasing. That's been the theme of, I want, July just, the summer I'm summing up as July. Right. Because it came and went, and I felt like July was the longest month, and it was such a drag. It, this has been the weirdest summer ever, because I literally feel like it just began, and I literally feel like it is over. It's over, yeah. So, let's talk about this, this other loss. We've been, you know, we've been experiencing this as well. There's some things that are just not in your control, such as death. And then there's a choice when you know that there are things or people or situations that you need to release in order to move forward, in order to grow, in order to alchemize. Right. Energetic blockages by people or situations. And for the blood moon in July... I love the ritual that we did together, which which was our releasing ritual. Mm -hmm. So what we did was we sat on the balcony. We had this beautiful setup. We had some tea light candles and um, we had the tarot. We had the tarot cards. We had our crystals, which we took back inside (laughs) because we started charging it. We started charging them, and then we were like, "Oh wait, this actually is like a release." This is a pretty traumatic moon. We probably shouldn't be charging stuff during this time. Um, But we had this parchment paper. Not parchment paper. Yeah. Yeah, parchment paper. And individually, we just wrote down a list of things that we wanted to release. We did a gratitude list. Yep. And we did a releasing list. Yes. Because releasing is... Um, essentially a list of negative things that you yeah. don't want in your life. So I felt like we needed to do some balance because yeah. there's so many things to be grateful to for. be grateful for, and so many things that we honestly just take for granted. Yes, that we're supposed to have these things. Yes, and I think also when you operate from a place of loss, mm-hmm. and that's what your focus is. That's what the energy more. that you bring into. Absolutely. But by creating the list of gratitude, we're, we're creating that, um, that balance. Exactly. So we wrote that list individually. And then after we attempted to burn, <laughs> to burn the list. Yeah, we burned our fingers a little bit with it. But <laughs> a couple times. Yeah, Amber almost <laughs> caused a fire. But it's all good. <laughs> we, we definitely released. And let it go. Yeah. And it's like we said, this was by choice, but the energy has been so forceful. Mm -hmm. Like people are trying to release you or you're trying to release people. And it's just like, it it seems like it's coming out of nowhere, but it's so, so intentional. Let's, Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. I'm an attachment person. I have an extremely difficult time of letting things, people, I'm possessive. Yes. What's mine is mine. And I guess the message that I want to relay to everyone, to all my beautiful brown girls that are out there listening, when there are situations that arise, when there are people that are in your life that you find aren't good for you, or you find you're just not on the same page, or you feel 
there's something amiss and, and maybe it's just a natural yeah, out, you're just not on the same path and you're outgrowing each other do not allow fear to keep you attached I would say to go with the flow because what is for you is for you sometimes we try to make things work we try to make things fit and what we're doing is prolonging a situation that's not meant for you. Yep. And you're prolonging your growth. You're, you're preventing your growth. Yeah. There are things that the universe has lined up for you. There's things that source has lined up for you. And they're waiting yep. and they're waiting. But because you're holding on to things that no longer serve you, you're not able to move forward right. and receive these these abundance of this abundance of love and gifts and whatever it is that's waiting for you. And sometimes it's just habits or patterns. Like for me, it's like life's lifestyle habits, like laziness or wanting. The thing that I struggle with is like I'm very self-aware, which is half the battle. But the other half is to take action. Mm -hmm. I did a reading this week and people were reading me on Twitter like, oh my gosh, sis, why are you so loud? Get off my life, blah, blah, blah. You don't know me. <laughs> and basically what I said is that some of us have this Virgo and even Gemini instinct of wanting to map things out and doing our research and plan it out, but to a fault. And really, it's not like we're actually planning things out and doing our research, but it's like to keep us in our comfort zone and we're just masking it as if we're, as if we're plotting when we're truly just unsure or fearful to take the next step and we're just buying time. Mm -hmm. And people were like coming for me, but I was like, listen, you don't read the cards. The cards read you and the cards read me too. And I that was a message that I shared for the collective because that seemed to be something that resonates with everyone's energy, but that's something very, very specific to my life. Right. And like I said, I'm very self-aware. Like I know what I have to do. I know what I want to do. I know how I want my life to look like. I was supposed to, <laughs> this was supposed to be my summer body, my summer body. <laughs> how many summer bodies have I wanted to have? Probably about 10. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like 10 summers have gone by and I'm like, but you have to energetically be in that space. And I think even though I wanted to do certain things and I knew I was supposed to do certain things, I wasn't acknowledging that energetically I just wasn't re ready. Right. So the lesson I wanted to share with you guys that I got from it is to be honest with yourself. Mm. If you're not ready, it's okay. Absolutely. But don't pretend that you're out here doing it and you're plotting and planning and you're not. Right. It, it's okay. Take some time to, to chill out and think about what you want and set those intentions. Right. You don't have to. And I think also social media just gives us this sense of like needing to always be doing something. Mm -hmm. And we feel like. It's always like this hard work, hustle, grind. I hate it. I hate social media. Yeah. For the for the hundredth time, I'm gonna. <laughs> we know. Every episode, I hate it. It's the devil. It is, and I think we kind of need to release that um, 
perspective that we constantly need to be doing something. Because I feel like when you are able to sit with yourself and actually sit with yourself and think about what it is that you want, think about what is no longer serving you, you're able to move forward, truly. Right. My biggest thing that um, I needed to work on releasing was, is control. Yeah, that's a hard one. (laughs) That is an extremely hard one for me because I'm a control freak. But I realized how much damage it's causing me because I create this undue stress and this unnecessary anxiety when I can't control situations and people yeah. and results and And then actions. it gets you even more anxious and frustrated Absolutely. when people don't have the same anxiety right. or stress. Right. They're <laughs> like, why I expect you? everyone to have the same passion about what I'm trying to yeah. achieve. So I'm working on releasing the idea that I need to control everything. And I'm trying to just allow myself to go with the flow and to work on allowing. I love that word. It seems so easy. It's not. It's not. It's like surrender, surrender to yourself. Right. And surrender to God. Right. And with that comes, I always talk about lately, the theme for me has been faith. Mm-hmm. And trust and grace. Right. And that's what prayer is about. Yeah. Because if you're going to be praying, right, mm-hmm. then why are you stressing? Yeah. You pray with the faith that your prayer will be answered. That source is going to answer you. And it's going to be taken care of. So you need to know that it is going to be taken care of. Yes. So what are you stressing about? Exactly. It's counterproductive. Exactly. To heighten this experience of the Brown Girl Alchemizing podcast, we're going to add something new to the end of our ritual, and that will be a tarot reflection. So during this hiatus, I decided to just kind of step in and be more confident in um, my gifts Mm -hmm. and talents and what I've been actually really passionate about. What spirit has and what spirit's been yeah and guiding me with as well and it's been a tool that i use personally but now i'm offering it as a service because i feel like as a healer and as someone who wants to enhance the collective consciousness if i have this ability then why not offer it and share it to others if it helps guide me and it brings me clarity and insight then i would love to do the same for people outside of my immediate circle. So I offer tower readings. Just a side note, if you guys are interested in a reading, you can email me, DM me, whatever. But we're going to end this episode with a tower reflection. And I just did the pull. And what I pulled, I pulled a card from my Oracle Energy deck and a card from just my Rider Weight deck. And what I pulled was Strategy and the will of fortune reversed. Oh, I hate reversals. All right, but let's talk about it. Yes. So because we have this super new moon, many of us are going to be in our journals, we're planning, we're setting intentions, and we're even expanding on the intentions that we've set in the past that are currently in the works. And if you aren't currently do that, I 
strongly encourage you to do so. Take some time to yourself to truly think about what exactly you want to accomplish and establish honest intentions that reflect exactly what it is that you desire and beyond that. So do not underestimate yourself. Yes. Do not underestimate your ability to create yeah. and to manifest. Yeah. And don't underestimate the power of source either. Absolutely. <laughs> so some of us can be even aiming higher and broadening our horizons. Yes. And the key to remember is that when we set the intentions, some of us have a map out of how in our mind about how we visualize the journey to go, but the will of fortune in reverse reminds us of the natural twists and turns that life can take us, especially with six planets in retrograde. And I love that I got this message for this podcast because we've been talking about that, the things that we can't control. In no way, shape, or form does this mean that your intentions will not materialize. If they are aligned with your thoughts and action, of course they will. However, find peace in the moments that you may not be able to control or you feel that you're being thrown off course. Why? Because there's always a reason. There's always a reason. The path that we envision ourselves walking in may not be the same path that God has for us, This may change the direction, but it never changes the destination. Always keep in mind the bigger picture and focus on the less uncontrollable events. I love that. I love that. Because remember, what what is this path about anyway? We're here to learn. Yeah. We're here to learn. That's it. And you want to end us off with our quote reflection? This is going to be so short and sweet. (laughs) Shout out to Rumi. For real. Don't grieve. Anything you lose comes around in another form. Ashe. Thank you so much. We hope that we were able to connect with you through these very personal experiences that we shared in this episode. And we really missed you guys, but it was necessary for us to to just just take take a a break. Yeah. But we're back and we're better than ever. Hello. We'll see y'all on the full moon in two weeks. Okay. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode and that you were able to connect with us through some of the things that we've shared. The olive branch has definitely been extended and we'd love to continue the dialogue. So please engage with us and share your feedback, suggestions, likes, tell your sister, give us some positive energy. You can use the hashtag BGA podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Brown Girl Alchemy, at Amber the Alchemist, and at Nelly Mommy Alchemist. Until next time, Brown Girls, we see you.